first ever Fantasy Fam podcast episode. Very excited to be here. I'm your host for this episode, Billy Mandrake. Friends call me the Rhine Dog, or simply Chris for short. I've never joined by. Call you the Rhine Dog. No, me neither. Actually, <laughs> seeing right see if, see if it catches on. Love it. Some of the new cool kids at work, you know, they don't know it. me. Um, joined by the never-ending Rolodex of Stats King, my cousin Kyle. What's up? You can yes, call me Kyle. That's can, fine with me. They can see you waving too, Kyle. Leave me alone. <laughs> you can call me Kyle. You can call me Ginger. You can call me whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> very flexible. Yeah, that's fine. It's very confident. Yes. And the incredibly personal, the incredibly tight, Schven. Mm. Is that is, is that, that what your name is? Schven. That is my nickname. It's been my nickname for many, many years. And you are the one who created it years and years ago, and it's stuck. To this day. Down the Jersey Shore, our that favorite is... family vacation beach. Absolutely correct. Beach destination when we were younger. One of the few. We threw a bunch of darts at the wall, and that was the uh, you know the little lone sticker. Oh God, that's <laughs> right. I remember that. So that's just some information about us. You know, nothing completely relevant to fantasy or why we're doing this. But you can find our bios on the website, our newly launched website, thefantasyfam.com. Once again, that is thefantasyfam.com. Under the men behind the mic section, you can, you know, read a couple uh, pieces of interesting information about us. Um, essentially, why we're doing this really just three guys, full time jobs, but we love football and we love talking about football. We love it so much that you know, instead of going to the gym, I'm doing research. You know, seeing who's vulturing touchdowns in the red zone. Probably should I do be both. Going to the gym, by the way. Yeah. I do both, so well, it's fine. No big deal. Well, good for fine. you. Good for you, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> My younger self playing dodgeball in New York City. Am I doing that these days? Ooh. No, no, not at all. I'm reviewing third down completion percentages in December when the temperature is below 24 degrees. You know, that's how much I love fantasy football. First of all, below 24 degrees, absolutely, that sounds terrible. But well, that's below it's, freezing. It's July. I don't want to think about the winter right now, so thank you for that. I play dodgeball with you. We were uh, <laughs> very close to winning. Yeah. Every winning single season. Place. Every season. Any second place. Any bridesmaid <laughs> finishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the typical format of our show. You now we're going to jump into some news, some headlines, what's going on in the NFL today. Um, a topic of the day, and our ever creative name for the main event. You know, the Rocky Thunderlips, the Mayweather McGregor, also known as the topic of the day. I need to get me started on that fight. So very much looking forward to doing this with you guys. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening, becoming part of our our fantasy fam. So first thing we're going to jump in here, the 2017 NFL Draft. Woo! Wow. Tons of stuff yes. happening. I mean, how do you guys feel about the NFL Draft? Um, well, I'll start. I love the draft more than anything in this world. So for me, it was like Christmas. Um, granted, it was, what, three months ago at this point? So a little less than three months, two and a half months but ago. Still, so yeah, so like yesterday. I'm trying to make it, yeah, I'm trying to make it fresh in my mind right now. Um, but I love it. I love the draft. I love the excitement of it. I don't love being a Jets fan, but I do love the draft. So <laughs> you do more research than I think I've ever seen anyone in my life. Don't you have like a whiteboard set up in your room? Oh, it's not in my room, but I do have a whiteboard. I do write down all the top players, stats, important factors, things Good like that. Lord. This is why this is why I love it. So it's dedication, folks. Yeah, it's why I win too. So hey, I mean that's all <laughs> that's all that matters is winning. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't play to lose. Yeah. Winning is everything. 
Yeah, Brother, what I, about you? I think Do you have any calories... time in between um, eating barbecue down in Texas? Oh, the barbecue. I just made some awesome ribs, actually, the other day. I didn't smoke them. I just I baked them, but I made my own barbecue sauce, too. Very nice. Very good. But the Cowboys, I think they – I actually – I was – I'm a diehard Michigan fan, but I was – Yeah. I was a little confused by some of their picks. I mean, Taco Charlton, I like it, but, I mean, the guy didn't play that much in college. But then again, that doesn't really – there have been some players in the past, you know, that haven't played that much, but – and then succeeded in the NFL, but I don't know. I like the Switzer pick. I think that was yeah. a good one. Yeah, I agree. And I like the Adobe uh, – what's his name? Adobe or whatever? Adobe oh, what Photoshop. Which one did you get? The 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 uh, cornerback from the Colorado. The cornerback, right? From Colorado, yeah. Solid. I think that was a solid pick, too, addressing this, you know, exactly their needs. So I think it was overall, it was a good, it was a good draft for the boys. Yeah. Jets, and uh, don't forget to mention uh, Jordan, Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis, uh, that another, is another Michigan boy, another member of former member of the blue and the maize i think he was uh he was a steal i think he fell from potential like off you know off the field, field issues issue. but he can yeah, uh yeah he can step in and be a slot corner day one i think for you guys which oh I'm definitely definitely a little upset I definitely about think he'll start being a yeah, giants definitely. fan he is tiny he's a yeah little, he's a small he's frame a little guy yeah but he i mean he's quick he's he's quick he could play especially playing in the big 10 too yeah he's an athlete i think um i think a lot of teams going through this whole review process of the, of the drafts, because I, I love the draft as well. I'm a big Giants fan. Very happy with our pick. I oh. think they're going to ease ease Ingram into the slot position, which I think this year is going to be filled by Brandon Marshall, new acquisition. Um, so I think he's a good opportunity to learn, because he's more of a receiver rather than a blocking tight end. I know they're saying that he's going to try and learn the position, but I really, you know, smoke and mirrors at this time of the year from all, from all teams. True. Um, I think... One of the worst fits that I see. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off this this phase of wor- worst fit. We'll jump into potential best fit, favorite pick, whatever you guys really want to talk about here. Um, somebody that I'm a, I was a big college fan of, Christian McCaffrey. Um, at this time, at least on the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, I believe. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he has a terrible completion percentage throwing at or near the line of scrimmage. I think Christian McCaffrey does a lot of his work run after catch. Um, they picked up that Samuel from Ohio State, so I don't know if they're going to try and I like that transition thing. the offense, right, to get the ball out of his hands quicker. They don't yeah. want him to run, right? He's going to get hit a lot. So moving forward, Dynasty, which we're going to get into a little bit later, I could see him doing well year two, year three, if he can stay healthy. But I think immediately I'm, I'm, I'm selling on, on the McCaffrey pick. I, yeah, especially because they have Jonathan Stewart still too. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's getting, he's getting getting low. He hasn't played a full season. And, I know, but oh still. God. Jonathan Stewart's going in the, what, the, the later half of the ninth round, early tenth? Something like that. I mean, but, Jonathan Stewart is still a huge value, and McCaffrey is going in the fourth round. So I just don't understand that, but either way, it's fine. I've been reading reports, though, about Cam, about Cam Daddy, that they are trying to get him to get rid of the ball quicker. Yeah, they Cam is the worst. To, they want him to throw. I mean, obviously they say that, but is it really going to happen? Well, Cam is the worst quarterback throwing to a running back. So, yes, yes, he is. Terrible. So that's why, I, I, as much as I saw the need for Carolina needing a running back, I didn't understand the McCaffrey pick as much because Cam and Cam and a receiving running back really don't go hand in hand because he doesn't utilize it. Look at it this so, way. Chris, Christian McCaffrey could also play in the slot. Yeah, so can They could also throw him right. there, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's true. I, I understand. Um, I, I'll jump in with my worst fit. I like the player. I loved watching him at the Combine because of his blazing speed, but I didn't quite get the John Ross pick, especially at at the pick that Cincinnati had him at, what, nine? Um, 
Uh, I think that he moved up so many draft boards because of his blazing speed, because of his record-breaking performance to Combine. But I just didn't get it because you wanted somebody to compliment A.J. Green pretty nicely, and that, that person has to stay on the field. They have to be there. You know, I don't, care if, I don't really care how much how fast they can run because Dalton doesn't have a running gun kind of arm. You know, I just don't. He's not going to air it out that much. So I would have liked to have seen them get somebody maybe in the second or third round like Zay Jones, who would have, I think, been a better compliment in the second round instead of getting John Ross in the first. Not to say John Ross won't be a good receiver. I think he might be if he's on the field. But I just I think Tyler Boyd finally Tyler coming Boyd. into his own. Exactly. His second. He was a pick last year. He's coming into his second year now. I mean, I think Tyler Boyd's actually going to have a bigger impact, especially this year. Going forward, dynasty-wise, Ross could, but I just don't love the fit. Yeah. I think it's a good point, too, that you brought up the the blazing speed again. Um, going back to what I was trying to, I guess, say it slightly earlier, uh, teams get infatuated with, like, one skill set or how fast this player is or that he can jump through the roof. But yeah. but at the, at the end of the day, can he play football, though? Right. And Vernon can he Gold- make a tackle? Does he have instincts on the field? Jets fan. Vernon Golston. Look at Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> Thank you. The guy yeah. doesn't go across oh. the middle of the field, but he Let's speed kills. Speed kills. <laughs> Are they yeah, workout so freaks? The, you know, the spark? Yeah, exactly, the combine, the combine warriors. warriors. But hey, spark athletes. Yeah, it gets them more money. <laughs> yeah, oh, it definitely. He went from a late first round, mid to late first round to a, to top, a 10 pick. top ten pick. Exactly. It's good for them. Good for the player. Good for yeah. the family. I think yeah, that if I, I was running a team, I would I put a little bit more into the actual skill. Right. And can they play football? Exactly. Instead of Darius Hayward Bay, who can run fast. Uh, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> a pick that I thought was odd. I wouldn't say the worst pick. Maybe. It's it could be a good fit for them. OJ Howard, Buccaneers. Mm. He's I mean he's a monster. I think the guy's six six, two hundred sixty pounds or fifty pounds for a tight end. I mean that's that's huge. But he's big. They got they got Cameron Braid, yeah. who's he's, still he's young. Yeah. I think Cameron Braid's like twenty six years old. He yeah. had an awesome year last year. I mean him and James James is had fantastic chemistry. Yeah, Braid was just, a top ten tight end fantasy. I, I thought I thought it was just very odd. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a talent base. I think it was more of a talent based pick in terms of they weren't expecting OJ Howard to fall to them. True, true. But to see but him there at, at their pick was just kind of incredible. As far as a fit, yeah, I mean, it wasn't an, I guess maybe a necessity. I don't no, it wasn't for sure. Exactly, it was just it was just odd a luxury for me. Yeah. Then I'll jump right into my favorite player, who I think Zay Jones out of Buffalo. Well, not out of Buffalo, but he's going to be playing in Buffalo. Yes, out of ECU. You're, you're looking at the leading receiver, college football leading receiver, insta- instantly a starter, instantly a starter, right next to the injury-prone Sammy Watkins. I mean, this guy's going to make an impact right away. Where do you, East yeah. Carolina? Yeah, he's East Carolina. East I mean, Carolina, he's, yeah. he is, he's going to make an impact right away because Sammy mm-hmm. has to stay on the field first. Exactly. And second of all, even if Sammy's on the field, who's the two? I mean, it's the problem. Charles Clay? Ty- I mean, Ty- Tyrod Taylor is also a young quarterback too. They could, right. they could build up this, build you know, this chemistry yeah. exactly. And then if Sam, I mean, if Sammy Watkins stays healthy, then that's great. You know, obviously, then everybody wins. But yeah, I think Absolutely. that Zay Jones was a great, great draft pick by Buffalo. Yeah, I hope he pays off too, honestly, yep. because I Same. think he could be a solid number two in that offense. I'm drafting him. Um, my my best fit, my favorite fit, at least. Besides Leonard Fournette, because I think the Leonard Fournette pick was a good pick. I'm I'm not a huge fan of taking a top four running uh, running back in the top four if I pick some draft. Oh yeah, but I understood. That. All right, Ezekiel Elliott, relax. Relax. <laughs> relax. All right, yeah, he was great. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, my, but my big one is actually Samaji P. Ryan, uh, who went to Washington. Gazoon type. I. <laughs> 
Also, it took me a while to figure out how to say his name, so I know I got <laughs> I got to say that now. It is how you say it. <laughs> say um, it one more time. It's Samaji P. Ryan. <laughs> Samaji P. Ryan. Awesome. So I watched him in Oklahoma, and I think he's really, really good. I think Killed he's got he's, he's so strong. And he, wasn't Killed he the it. one that rushed for like 400 plus yards, and then the next week, yep. Um, yep. Melvin Gordon beat his by like 10 yards or 20 yards, whatever it was. He rushed for another 400 plus yards. Samaji P. Ryan has that ability. He has the not to rush for 400 yards. But Samaji Piran can come into that Washington offense and take over. I mean, do I think Rob Kelly has a chance to keep a hold on that starting job? Maybe for this first four, five, six games, he has to prove himself. But I could see Piran really coming in there maybe week four, five, six, and having an impact. And Washington, we know they love to air it out with Kirk Cousins, but that running game, to, to be a good team and to be a stable team in the NFL, you need to also establish a running game. And I think Piran could be that answer. He is the all-time leading rusher for Oklahoma. That's pretty big. That's that's pretty good. So. And and you say that so he has the NCAA single game rushing record of 427 yards. And then Melvin Gordon took in over in 2014. Then Melvin got it a couple of years. Yeah, I, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So that's how good. That's the type of talent he is. And whether it's for a dynasty league or whether it's for a redraft league, I think P. Ryan could have an impact this year um, and going forward. Six yards per carry, the guy averaged in, in Oklahoma. Good. Redskins yeah. are going to be uh, a high-powered offense as well, so if they're in the red zone, always. he might be the guy yeah, to uh, punch, punch it in. So yep. very, very high-touchdown high potential right. as well. That Absolutely. offense is going to be scary, actually, this year. I'm a big fan of that offense, actually. Yeah. Good offensive line now, too. So. Somebody that I am a, a big fan of, I don't necessarily believe that they're going to dominate this year because I think there's a lot of talent, uh, but I think in a dynasty, which I've already done one, I picked this guy up. I believe in the third round, which I feel is kind of a steal. His name is Chris Godwin, and he is a wide receiver out of Penn State. I got to watch him a little bit being a big Michigan fan, following the Big Ten. Um, I know he lit up USC in that bowl game for over 200 yards last year. I think Deshaun Jackson is – I feel like he's got one or two good years left. And I think Chris Godwin is going to step into that role across from Mike Evans for years to come, and that offense is going to be – Incredibly high-powered. O.J. Howard, you know, you never know. Maybe he can keep keep some of the uh, safeties inward so Godwin can just run run some fly patterns down the field and score touchdowns all game. With Deshaun Jackson there as well? Over 50 yards, and that's bonus points. So, Yeah, I'm a big fan. I like Godwin a lot, actually. I mean, I I think he's going to start off maybe being the wide receiver four, probably, especially because Humphreys actually came into his own last year. Showed he was a pretty pretty good good receiver. receiver. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, he's, like, um, he's like my boy Cole. Yeah. I like Cole Beasley, too. But. <laughs> SMU, what's up? That's right. Anyway. Yeah, we're, we're proud of our teams here, folks. <laughs> I am not SMU is a small-time school. I've been to a couple games. I mean, not many guys go to the NFL from SMU. No, God, and no. And Cole Beasley is out of there. Um, all right, I'll go next for my, for my dynasty, my favorite dynasty pick. It's an interesting one because I hate every player almost on this offense, but I think that he could really have not only a spot in the offense this season, but definitely going forward. It's Joe Williams on the 49ers. Yes. Kyle Shanahan is the new head coach. Mm -hmm. You have John Lynch as the new GM. So there is no allegiance whatsoever to Carlos Hyde. Zero. Eh. I think that they're basically telling Carlos Hyde, hey, you might have been the starter the last few years. We saw you get injured. Now it's a new regime. It's a new quarterback. I mean, it's a new quarterback. It's a new head coach. It's a new general manager. You have to prove yourself. And I think Joe Williams has the talent to maybe take over halfway through the season, 
but especially in Dynasty, if Carlos Hyde is going to keep getting injured, they're not going to pick up the option on him coming going forward. There's and I think, Yeah, and I think Joe Williams can really establish himself. Yeah, you have Capri Bibbs, you have Tim Hightower, but what are they're they're, they're third and fourth string running backs? They're back. just regular, exactly. I, I think Joe Williams has the physical traits and talent to be a running back two at this point for their for that team. But going forward, could be their starting running back. I like it. I picked him up as well. Yeah, I me too. Like that. <laughs> I did. I do like that odd. I dig it. I'm, root, I'm rooting for that one. I'm rooting for Kyle to, uh, you know, overcome his his demons of completely botching that Super Bowl. So. <laughs> oh God, that was brutal. Can they recover? Is is another is a question for another day, folks. But can the Falcons and can Kyle Shanahan recover? Hey. So moving into some okay. some quick uh, quick recap of some news to this point, which you know it's been it's been a couple weeks. So Terrell prior to Washington. Will he be number one, which I don't believe he will, but some very quick information right now. Jameson Crowder, who I have my eye on, mm-hmm. as of now, ADP is wide receiver 32. Overall ranking number 72, which is the last pick in the sixth round of a 12-man, 12-man league. Um, I see huge upside there. I see 100 catches, 1,200 yards, 10 TDs. To me, the PPR monster potential with that one. Yeah. Pierre Garçon to the 49ers. I like it. You guys, uh, you love Brian Hoyer, right, Kyle? Oh, I love me some Brian Hoyer. I think he is a average quarterback at best. Doesn't win but games. He, but he does wonders for number yep. one receivers. Yep. Look at Cam Meredith last year. Cam Meredith last year was a solid wide receiver mm-hmm. when Brian Hoyer was starting for those for starting for the Bears. Look at DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins a few years ago had his career year. Guess who the quarterback was? Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. So I think that if you put him in that situation, yeah, the 49ers aren't going to be a great team. The offensive line stinks. The running game has to get it going. They're going to have to pass. I think, but Pierre Garçon is going to be the number one on that team, and they're going to have to pass a lot. And I could see Pierre Garçon really coming into his own and being. I mean, granted, Pierre Garçon has been a good wide receiver for the last what six, seven, eight years. Very consistent. He led the league in receptions a few years ago, but I think that Pierre Garçon really could be a wide receiver too this year. I, I think he could finish as a top twenty-four wide receiver. PPR plus I think he PPR has in PPR, yes, in PPR experience. Definitely. Kyle Shanahan in the yeah. offense. He was with Washington. He's a leadership presence on the team. Yep. I can see it. Um, moving on quickly, Brandon Marshall to the Giants. I'm a Giants fan. Um, I am not a big fan of Brandon Marshall as a as a person, as a human being. I think that he should not be judging and commenting on other players in the NFL while he is playing himself. He has a job to do. I don't think that's a great idea. I hope the Giants put a kibosh to that. But if he can turn over newly, if he has a lot of experience, I think, to share with the team. And so far, so good. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt until things go awry and then, I'm not, then get rid of him. I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt, not because of a character issue, but because he's going in the middle of the fifth round right now. And I just don't know where the targets are going to come from. I, I see... Beckham had 169 targets last year. Shepard had 105. Cruz had 72. Ty had 70. And while Cruz is gone, I, I just even if Brandon Marshall comes into that Shepard role of 100 targets, I don't even see him getting that. I see him in that 90 target range, which puts him at what 55, 60 receptions. And to be picked in the middle of the fifth round, getting 55 or 60 receptions, he's going to have to have 12, 13 touchdowns, which I don't see happening. So I'm a little low on Brandon Marshall. I think he's more of a seventh, eighth round pick, honestly, in my opinion. Does yeah. he help Eli Manning? I think he does. Become a potential QB2 or a streaming option on some weeks, though, with Absolutely. the plethora of talent around him. Absolutely. I mean, Only Eli time will tell. Eli, I'm, I'm looking at Eli's stats right now. He throws a lot of passes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He airs <laughs> it out. <laughs> One game he threw 63. Yep. I think the Giants, too, ran the most three wide receiver sets of any team in the NFL last year. Yeah, I, 
Funny I, you say that, actually, so because this. I've read that they actually want to go to two uh, two tight end formations. Well, yeah, half of them. They have Ingram, they have so Ty, they, they got have Ingram, Allen. they got Ty, so... And we picked up Minnesota Viking, pass-catching, mostly run-blocking tight end. Which one? Reed Ellison. Oh, Brett Ellison, right, right, right. Ooh. I mean, also, M.B. Marshall also has experience playing in, in East Rutherford. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, that's true. I mean, sadly, for the other, not, for the other great team of, of you know Rutgers, not Jets, even New York. Please. You know what's even more sad? Jets. Is that we're still talking about Brandon Marshall. Moving on, Latavius <laughs> Murray to the <laughs> Vikings. Pretty sad. So, Latavius Murray sad. last year, I believe, running behind one of, if not the best offensive line in the league. He sputtered, and I say sputtered, because he had 3.9 yards per carry. Slightly over 56 rushing yards per game. I think he was banged up a little. Somehow he finished 13th in standard NPPR leagues because he had 12 touchdowns. Right. The question going to Minnesota, they struggled last year offensively, but they picked up Riley Reef and Mike Remmers on the offensive line. But they also picked up Dalvin Cook in the draft, and they still have the spark athlete of the year multiple times, Jarek McKinnon. Are they going to eat to some of his carries. I mean, I'm, I think I'm selling on uh, on Murray this year, but sure. it's, it's it's news nonetheless. Oh, I'm Jared a big McKinnon, I'm done. I'm done with him. Yeah, he's, Jared he's McKinnon done. He's over. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. His talent. Where's this talent? Oh, my God. He's got he's such great talent. He stinks. Dude, Matt his cone Os- speed. His cone speed in 2015 was the best you've ever seen. Right. Matt right, exactly. Asiata was a better fantasy running yeah. back than him. Think about that. Yeah. Who the hell's Matt Asiata? Well, he he fell like into the end zone. He tripped over the one yard line and fell into the end zone. Matt <laughs> I'm going to get his autograph then. He is Dwayne Johnson the Rock from Moana. <laughs> Great, yeah, music. I'm, Great music. I'm not a huge fan of Latavius Murray, for sure. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook, but if Dalvin Cook's ADP is worthy of it, then I'd consider him. But Latavius, no chance. But Latavius got – did he get hurt too, right? He got hurt. I mean, they didn't draft Dalvin Cook to sit on the bench. He's going to play this year. LeGarrette Blount to the Eagles. Ugh. What do you guys think uh, about that? God almighty. I, I, I um, want to say I hate it, but I – kind of like it <laughs> i'm not a huge fan i don't know red zone you're right there are you okay brother do you need to take a breather or a time out <laughs> Resuscita- resuscitation hearing a lot of noises hearing a lot of noises t- hit 18 touchdowns last year for the patriots that's a lot that's a lot fun fact though about fun fact about legarrett blunt from 2013 to 15 he had 18 touchdowns so think about that he's not going to put up 18 touchdowns again he mm-hmm. had 18 touchdowns over a three-year span he's I mean, he's going to be the sole back in that offense, but I just I can't see him having multiple touchdowns games. So I think the cap's at nine, which I think is a pretty fair number of touchdowns. I say ten. I think he reaches double digits. Sproles, I mean, he's also yeah. got Sproles taking him out, I, but I, offense, I think though. it was a good pick for the Eagles. I think it was a good good pickup. They needed they needed yeah they needed a running back. They didn't have anyone else. Ryan Matthews. He's, he's going to be cut soon. He's so. washed up. He's done. Wendell Smallwood, get out of here. I do not like the Eagles, and I'm not a big fan of LeGarrette Blount, but I think that they may pass the ball more this year, and he might trip over the one-yard line into the end zone a bunch, but That's average less, right. less than 20 yards a game. So I could yeah. see him running for running for 13 to 19 yards a game and scoring scoring a touchdown or, or, or two <laughs> TDs on occasion. So <laughs> Another uh, hot topic to keep, uh, keep an eye on, not just for you, for those in the Northeast. The, the New Orleans Saints, Nolans, Drew Brees, love him. Love what he did for the city of Nolans. Well, it's actually Nick Saban that provided the assistance here by not signing him and going with. If you don't believe me, I, I think there's a, a 60, a 30 for 30 on this. They picked Dante Culpepper. 
instead of Drew Brees. I think a, two years later, he was back coaching in college, and Drew Brees was on his way to winning a Super Bowl MVP. So. <laughs> hey, I look it up. Pepper had he one of the best of his shoulder. celebrations. Look it up. <laughs> Dante Culpepper and his whatever, you know. Well, yeah, I, I don't know what you're he doing. He's doing the hustle, but like walking at the same time. <laughs> I'd rather have Drew Brees in his arm, honestly. Multifaceted, talented Dante Culpepper. Uh, Culpepper um, we'll is a great Madden quarterback, I'll say that. We'll save an episode just for him. You could, absolutely. In the future. Love it. I just do don't it. hold your breath, guys. <laughs> um, Brandon Cook's gone. Patriots. Yep. Uh, stolen for a first-round pick. They picked up Ted Ginn Jr., who is who's fast. He's very fast. Is he going to make a difference? He fast. Um, I think I, I'm I'm a big fan of it actually, um, because Drew Brees does have a cannon, and Michael Thomas is going to have a nice year again. I think he's going to have a great year. I think Willie Sneed's going to have a great year as the wide receiver two on that team. But look at I'm I'm interested to see Ted Ginn on this offense. I'm interested to see him just stretch the field. Just throw it up and see how fast he can run. Because he still can run quite fast. So I'm not going to reach for Ginn at all. But if he falls to me in those later rounds, he's definitely worth a flyer. Because during against certain cornerbacks and certain teams and defenses, I think Ginn could really put up some numbers. Even if it's three receptions, you know, 90 yards and a touchdown or two. I, I think it's a possibility. 14. My name is Teddy Ginn, Ginn, Ginn. 14 team leagues. Even yeah, three, three receiver, three receiver right. leagues. Two flexes. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely pick him up. I mean, he's also got, he's also has the uh, the punt return and kick return. Yeah, that's potential. True. If if they if I mean if, if they, they want to if they, exactly right. if they use him there, who knows? Right. They may want to save him at, at, as the uh, the slot receiver, but yeah, he's he's going to be the downfield guy definitely. Some yeah. additional uh, maneuvers. Uh, Stallworth in Minnesota for years. AP Adrian Peterson. Former Oklahoma Sooner going to the Saints. More Saints. Mm. He yeah. said he's going to catch uh, over 500 yards. Yeah, okay. Uh, receiving yards today. No. Probably not. No, um, he's not. We'll see about that. They do have a very good offensive line, and I think the fact that they picked him up, and they have Ingram, um, and they picked Kamara. Kamara, they're yeah. Gonna, they're going to yeah. try and run the ball. They're going to try and run the ball, I think. They're going to try and take some pressure off Breeze, prolong his career. He wants to play until he's older than Tom Brady. Who I knows? Just, I just think this signing shows last year that starting Tim Hightower and playing Tim Hightower so much proved how much they do not like Mark Ingram. I started him in like I started him like four weeks last year. One Agreed. <laughs> I think the Saints I truthfully think the Saints hate Mark Ingram and I don't know why, but he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, he can score touchdowns. Yet they bring in AP, they br- they draft Kamara, they used uh, Tim Hightower yeah. last year. So Ingram yeah. for me completely free fell. I'm a big fan of the multiple back um, backfields from an NFL perspective, fantasy. fantasy. There's not there's not many you know David Johnsons or Le'Veon Bell's out there. So right. it, to me, could be a Coleman Freeman. You know, when they're both playing well, they help each other. They they benefit from it. Right. But I, I think you got to keep running backs fresh. Right. They're they're humans after all, and there aren't many that are going to be able to handle the rock thirty times a game. A lot of wear and tear, especially when so, you're in your thirties, like Adrian Peterson is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for him. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Jeremy Macklin cut. Apparently, because he lost some explosiveness, picked up by, I believe, the number one pass-happy team in the league last year, the Baltimore Ravens, who claimed yeah. to want to run, but all they do is pass. Yeah, and Terrence West is a good running back. He's not a great one. Kenneth Dixon suspended for the first few games. I just don't see a reason why Macklin doesn't step right in and become the number one Dennis team Pitta? on that team. Heartbreaker. Dennis Pitta, right. Dennis Heartbreaker. Pitta. 
Yeah, terrible. Had Devastation. The had the most receptions as a tight end last year, and now he's gone. So it's that hurts. Oh. But Jeremy Macklin steps right in, becomes the number one target, becomes the number one receiver on that team, and it translates to fantasy. I mean, is he going to see a ton of touchdowns? Probably not. But he's going to see a lot of targets. He's going to see pretty substantial yardage. So I like the signing a lot. You would lean toward picking him in a PPR rather than a standard then, right? Oh, yeah. He's not going to – I don't think he's going to – see as many touchdowns i mean six touchdowns would be the max i think but i think reception and target total i think he's going to see a lot more joe flacco averaged 42 pass attempts last year a game that is a lot that's a lot yeah i see it now he had he had 673 pass attempts last year he tied with drew Brees for the most in the league yeah it's insane that's pretty good. Lord. Where's the balance? I, I like this. I, I think Macklin, this is good. I think it's good for him. They don't I agree. have they don't Brashard Perryman hasn't proved anything yet. I mean it's I, I think yeah. it's good. He's got the he's got the experience. he has the experience, Macklin. And Flacco yeah, Mike Wallace, Flacco's Mike been Wallace around is too. There too. Mike Wallace. Yeah, Mike Wallace is too. So I mean Mike Wallace Someone could be the downfield. Field. Exactly. Someone, he could be right. the downfield threat that he used to be. Maybe I think it only I think is. it only helps the Ravens offense. Moving on to the the land of the lobster, or as you know, individuals up here. I'm currently living in Boston. Um, Tom Brady's championship rings. Uh, I mean, not really sure what that means, but apparently he's got a few. Gross. And What's they just picked up Brandon Cooks. Another piece of ammunition for that arsenal. I think it's it's I think it's almost unfair. It's crazy. I love what they did with the running back situation. Um, Brandon Cooks, I think this year is going to be sneaky good. If he's not already going to be really good. I think he's going to become the number one target on their team. I think they're going to ease Gronkowski, and he's barely going to play. Um, I just don't see why that they would rush him in and or, I don't know. I think they're going to leverage a lot of different players on the team, but I think Cooks is the most explosive, and I'm seeing big things for him. Um, I think I'm with you, Kyle. I like Edelman actually more than Yeah, Cooks. I'm about just to say, the, I love Edelman. Just for the mere fact of where he's being drafted. Yeah, I love Mesa Edelman, and I, I, I just don't see Brandon Cook stepping in and taking over Edelman's role when Edelman and Tom Brady have worked so well for so long. I just don't see it. Brandon Cooks was traded for a reason, and I don't want to say it's severe reason, but clearly New Orleans wasn't willing to keep him on their team, especially with Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed there, and I just I think they traded him saying, you know what, we can find someone to fill his role. So... The fact that Brandon Cooks right now is going in the later part of the second round scares me because you do have so many targets. You have Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, you have Malcolm Mitchell, you have all the running backs, including James White and Rex Burkhead and Mike Gillisley. I just don't see how Cooks can have a huge impact, even how great that offense is. They have one of the best offenses in the game. I mean, Tom Brady, I think, averaged like close to close to 40 at passing it. What did I say, like 36 or 37? Right. They score passing a lot of points, I know, guys. I know they do, but I just, I don't... Well, I'm Garen not, Blount is gone. Gillis like, is not scoring 18 touchdowns. I like, Tom, Tom Brady's like one of Cooks. the best quarterbacks to throw to a short, like... And I love Cooks. A quick, quick pass. Like, his release is so quick, Brady. I love Cooks as a talent. I just don't love him in the second round. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I so, don't, especially that's, when that's I, can get Julian Edelman, I can get Julian Edelman in the fourth. I like that. So. Hopefully all these uh, all this information, all the secrets that I'm hearing up here in Boston don't leak, and maybe his ADP will start falling you know, across the country. So I don't see that happening. That's all I can hope for here. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, receiver. I'm not – I think I've been a fan in the past. I think he, he's a chandelier. He Weak, weak muscles in his legs. Alshon Jeffrey to the Eagles. I think on paper it might be a great signing if he's healthy. 
Uh, again, I'm not a big fan of the Eagles, so I don't want to see them do well. But if he was on my team, you know, I'd, I'd be pretty psyched about it, I think. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Alshon this year, and which has never been the words that have ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I've never said that. I've never drafted him. I never wanted to draft him. But I just I see everything kind of falling into place for him here. He's going to be the number one receiver on a team that passes the ball so much, has a quarterback that's growing and becoming you know, a mature quarterback in the NFL with a big arm. I just, if he can stay healthy, if he can play 15 games instead of 16, Hallelujah. I just, I, I think he can be a number one receiver. I think he can be a top 12 receiver. He gets you the touchdowns, receptions, yards. He gets you everything. Very, very yeah. high risk, high reward. He's huge high risk, high reward. I totally yeah. agree. You know, if the queen had some, uh, you know, she'd be king, so. Exactly. Uh, I'm thanks. Living the, I'm living it's... in the real world over here. <laughs> He's, he, can, he can, I mean, even if he doesn't even play, he could also help Carson. Yeah, I think so. And I think because they have a lot of weapons, too. With Jordan That's, Matthews, you know, with the younger him. guys growing up right. with the t- you know, so. Yeah, and I understand oh, that. Right. I think they do use those, like, picture boards in the sidelines to call the plays, so he's probably taller than most people that do that now, so he can right. totally get their attention. You're I so, agree. He can yeah, help in the sidelines. You're so oh, funny. Absolutely. He's going to be healthy, all right? He's going to be healthy. Uh, <laughs> yes. All right, we got a couple, uh, couple other players to talk about here. Ooh, somebody on my dynasty team that I've had for years. Incredible. Incredible blow last year when he was suspended from the league for a year. He's back. I hope he's got his ish together. And his name is Martavius Bryant on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm very excited about it. For the big big plays alone, to take some pressure off of Antonio Brown, please, can anyone step up into that number two receiver role? Wasn't he... Averaging like 17 yards a catch when he was playing a few years ago, like Nobody he was averaging ridiculous numbers. Of Antonio. I, I, when he is on the field, Antonio is better. Let's put it that way. When Martavis Bryant plays, Antonio Bryant is better because Antonio, oh, Martavis can stretch the field. He's going to run those deep routes, and Anton, it leaves Antonio a little bit more open, less double coverage. If there's a great wide receiver like Martavis on the field, agreed. So agreed. when so, so when Martavius played. In 2015, he averaged 15.3 yards per catch. That's unbelievable. Some games, a little bit more. Two games, he had 28 and 29. He just, he's unbelievable. He's and an athlete. It looks like everyone else is moving in slow motion sometimes when he catches those screens. Some games, he went, he went kind of ghost-like. He's another one. Yeah, he's another one who depends on Big Ben's health, for sure. That's something to watch. Is Big Ben going to play? For more years, I mean, I don't know. I think he might honestly retire. I think this is his past. I think this is last year. I, I hope he does because I'm concerned I love about Antonio. their offense if he's gone. They need a quarterback. Yeah, because they need a quarterback. Because yeah. every single person they've drafted to be a backup to groom into a future quarterback has stuck. Landry, Who is it? Landry Jones, Jones now. I think, I think he actually played. Well, no, it's gonna, I think it's going to be Josh, Josh Dobbs now. I think right. Oh, Dobbs. He was picked. He's the third. Hey, bring back Charlie Batch. He could be good. He is a rocket scientist. <laughs> Josh Dobbs yeah, is Dobbs. a rocket scientist. He's a smart kid. Oh, very like, nice. I think he's yeah. a certified rocket. He's a very intelligible kid. I saw him on John Gruden, quarterback hey. camp, which I think is amazing, by the way. He's no Fitzpatrick, graduating from Harvard. And, yeah, I don't care where Fitzpatrick graduated <laughs> from. He still stinks. My Jets <laughs> suffered because of him. Fitz yeah. tragic. Fitz <laughs> yeah, he's not oh, Fitz magic anymore. That was a good one. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. I wrote it out. I wrote it myself. My team of writers wrote it for me. It's so clever. <laughs> so, thank them for us. All right, moving on to the question of the day. We got two questions here, or one question, two part question. Is there any hesitancy to draft a rookie with an earlier round pick? 
And what rookie position would you feel most comfortable drafting that early and often? Before I turn this over to you guys, I'm just going to mention this isn't necessarily based on if you're going to pick a rookie that was drafted high in the NFL draft and then he's going in the second or third round because there's obviously value picks here too, right? So it's it's your perspective that you guys choose to respond to this question on. And as an example, Michael Thomas last year was going as wide receiver 52, 11th, 12th, 13th round Finished as the overall number nine wide receiver in standard leagues and seventh in PPR. That's amazing. That's an inc- that's an incredible pick. That's that's more of a steal. We'll talk about that at a later show. We'll talk about values, reaches, steals, um, but that that's just one example. So what what do you what do you guys feel about that? I'll stick with my Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't even touch the ball in the NFL yet, and he was getting drafted in the first round of most leagues. Yeah. Maybe second round if people were hesitant. No. You know? He was but mostly a first round. I think pick. he was mostly first. Yes, he was going to have a good year. Was he going to be the rushing leader? Probably not, but turns out he was. Someone like a Zeke, obviously, Dak Prescott, the emergence of him, did also help, but he also was rushing behind one of the best offensive lines. So are you saying you weren't scared because you're a Cowboys fan? So. Or. I actually, I will say I was a little scared because I didn't draft him. I did trade for him. I traded Larry Ooh. Fitzgerald straight up for him after the third week. But Larry, consistent Larry, the guy. Who's the commissioner? Who's the commissioner of that league? How could they let that one go through? Commissioner. Hey, it worked well, out for both oh. teams. To be fair, Larry Fitzgerald started off the season as like the wide receiver, like two. Exactly. So he was, it really isn't. I mean, I'll amazing. give him that. Yeah. Exactly. I was a little hesitant to actually draft Zeke at where he was. Did it work out for everyone who drafted him? Yes. But I was a little hesitant. Personally, I am not a huge fan of drafting rookies. Yeah, it's easy to look at the Beckhams and the Mm -hmm. Mike Evans and the Ezekiel Elliott, the Julio Jones. But I actually found two rookies when they they went in their draft uh, back in 2015. The first one was Melvin Gordon. Uh, He was going in the late third, early fourth in that draft. In that season, he put up 641 rush yards, zero rushing touchdowns. He had, did have 33 receptions, but again, he had zero receiving touchdowns. So he I'm actually finished he finished the season with zero total touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, but my my absolute favorite one here is Devonte Parker. Yeah. Devonte Parker in 2015, his rookie year, was going in the middle of the seventh round. He put up 26 receptions and 494 yards, three touchdowns. Well, that he was is a not, first round pick, wasn't he? He was a top 15 pick. He was a top 15 pick, exactly. But I, I just can't – seventh round isn't – you know, it's not a third, fourth, fifth round pick. But still, a seventh round is where you're getting your utility guys. Guys you're going to start most weeks. Guys you're going to consider starting over some of your big players sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just – I don't understand drafting a, a rookie there just because of his upside, especially in, the, in, this, in a redraft format where you're stuck with him the whole season or you're either drafting him or trading him, cutting him. Like I just – I don't get – drafting some of these rookies so early this year you're going to see Leonard Fournette you're going to see Corey Davis Christian McCaffrey Joe Mixon you're going to see them go high and my only piece of advice is to just be careful watch where they go watch their ADP and how it's moved over the last few weeks and then make your adjustments from there make your decisions based on that moving on to the topic of the day um, I believe I may have forgot to mention what the topic of the day was in the intro of the show. So moving forward, I will make sure that I'm on top of that. It's all on the website. They can look at it. Tackling the beast that is dynasty football. Dynasty football is very different than redraft leagues. The major difference, redraft leagues, you're doing a draft every year. So you get to pick fresh. 
a dynasty, you're investing for the future. You're picking for this year and for next year and for five years. Um, I've been in a couple dynasties for years now, and I think personally, I tend to pick a little bit more um, emotionally <laughs> in the dynasty league, seeing if I can you know lock up a guy's jersey. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'm a big you're fan making, of dynasty. You're making a commitment to him. Exactly. It's you're drafting a team. Yes. You're it's like a the NFL coach. You're the coach. Yes. It's a relationship. Exactly. It's I a relationship. T- I totally My picks are emotionally charged for sure. They have um, to be. I mean, exactly. You're you're investing not just in one one season, but many many seasons. So, I think that is um, obviously the main difference. But there's also different rankings. A lot of very very different. A lot of factors go into it based on age, experience. I think going back to what we were just talking about too, with with some rookies. I think in in a dynasty, you may pick a rookie in the first round, right? Depending on who it is. Yeah, I just did a I just did a draft, a, a dynasty draft. It's a complete startup, and Leonard Fournette went, I think, one ten overall. That's because he's a rookie. He's in a great situation where he's going to be the number one back. He's going to get a ton of touches. So, so when you say one ten, make sure our listeners understand. You mean the he's first going? He was round, going as the tenth pick. Tenth pick, right? Exactly. He was going as the tenth okay. pick in the first round. So Whenever I reference that, if it's the two oh five, it means the fifth pick in the second round. You could say two dot oh five or two spot. Right. However, spot however, five. you guys choose to to take that. He was going in the late. This isn't currency, brother. This is. Uh... Was, <laughs> hey, one ten. I heard one ten. I'm thinking he's going one hundred and ten. Yes, no. He is going in the later part of the first round, which is a huge investment for a guy that has not stepped foot on an NFL field. Ask Todd Gurley owners how they felt last year. He did yeah. decent. He didn't do good. <laughs> decent, no, he did not do. He could do. I mean, he could do better. It's not all his fault, but still. True. So there's a lot of a lot of factors that go into that. We we you know suggest you do some research, review all the rankings. We'll have uh, rankings up on our site um, shortly. So it, it's all about. Who do you want to be rooting for for years to come and why, exactly. right? You need you need a different type of level, a different level of conviction, I think. And Yeah, yeah. It's, it's for sure. It's, it's a mixture of that. It's a mixture of who you have faith in, but it's also trying to figure out whether or not you want to build a team with more youth or with more experience, a mixture of both, how to balance it properly, and how to build not only for this season, the, the first season, but how to build going forward. Totally. And something I noticed. Uh, oh yeah, as you were. Sorry. No, no, go, go. Ron. I was gonna say I what we we did a um all three of us were in the dynasty yeah. that started last year or no two years ago two years ago two years ago yeah sadly Key leader, I am way out of those because those leagues those. were not they were not run properly they my are team a little stunk odd. I will yeah. agree not gonna say the names of them because in case one of our listeners is out there but I was not a fan yeah they're a little I did win it last year. Yes. It, there was also some. We weren't the only ones who felt that way because there were some exactly. aggressive people in our leagues. They they had some nasty emails. Exactly. But, exactly. I mean, so. I drafted I drafted Blake Bortles, yeah. Mariota. I mean, Bortles is looking a little rough right now. But, and then <laughs> last year, my best now pick, or all of last year, you mean? Ugh. All of that year. <laughs> but he's, I got saved by my incredible pick of Dak Prescott, yeah. who everybody tried to trade me for last year. I, I would never have thought that, honestly. I, honestly, I took a complete flyer on him. I was like, you know what? He's a cowboy. He's out there. Why not? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I thought he was going to be that good. <laughs> I would never have thought that going where he went. I nobody, mean, I, nobody thought that. But that's the whole greatness of Dynasty is, you know, once Tony Romo went down. It, everything changed. Not only did redraft change, but Dynasty changed because now we saw, wow, is this really the end of Tony Romo? 
is this the end of the Tony Romo era? Exactly. And that's just, Dak Prescott's, his ADP in Dynasty completely shot up. I mean, he was going 10-plus rounds earlier than what he was going before. And funny enough, that was the only preseason game that I watched of the Cowboys. And, <laughs> and the last. I remember sitting on my balcony <laughs> watching, and there goes Romo. I'm like, oh, crap, he's, he's done. I'm like, he's hurt. There he's goes done the season, for the season. Right, there and goes then, the season. And then 20 minutes or however long after, they were like, yep, Romo's done for the season. All right, so some other factors that you want to think about in the mid to later rounds. Uh, do you want to pick some of these uh, young athletes with a ton of upside? Uh, for example, Corey Coleman on the Browns, Carson Wentz, Paul Perkins of the G-Men, Dalvin Cook, Richard Perryman, Josh Doxson coming back from an injury. What do you guys feel about that? It's interesting. I think it's really interesting, actually, because we're not sure how to balance it out with with youth versus experience. We want to win now, but we also don't want to you know, hamstring ourselves into you know, losing going forward just because we drafted a ton of vets. But at the same time, we don't want to draft a ton of young guys, players who could be good, but we just don't know. And that's that's the whole thing that I hope a dynasty, a person listening who's trying to get into dynasty football understands is that it's all about balance. It's all about balancing young guys with upside with the old guys with experience to not only win now, but to win going forward. Hey, look at, look at someone like Marshawn. Yeah. If you would have drafted Marshawn, I mean, he did not do that well at Buffalo. I mean, he did okay. Right. Came to Seattle. I mean, what, his old oh, beast mode. Uh. Right, that's true. There's players like that, too, that are important, too. You know, I mean, if you would have drafted him right out of right out of the gate, I mean, you would have been like, okay, this is frustrating, four years, five years from now. Right. And then once you went to Seattle, boom. And then there's, those, then there's those guys that you're willing to say, hey, I might only get three more years out of you, but you are, you are worth this pick. You are worth drafting high because I know for the next three years you are going to get me dominant points. Like you are Tom going Brady? to be a leader. Mm-hmm. You're going to be a top 15 player at your position every would you, year. Would you draft Tom Brady or Drew Brees kind of high, actually? Tom Brady went in the fourth round of my dynasty. Oh, my God. That's what I I'm mean, saying. People are, people are willing to invest in, in, in winning now and say, you know what, I don't care going forward. And that's not a bad mindset to have. True, true. But you have to also know that if something happens to these players, they decide to retire or they get injured – you're you're not in a good shape going forward. Like 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 my awesome friend that I'm wearing his jersey right now, Megatron, Calvin Johnson. I drafted yeah. him in my dynasty Perfect three example. years ago. Perfect example. Where did that come from? I mean, good for him. He's saving his body. He made yeah, good his for money, him. and then he decided to join. Was he on Dancing I, with the Stars? Yes, he was. So he made it. So he's done. He made it. His career is he's he's succeeded <laughs> in life. <laughs> But Brady, you would hope that the guy that drafted Tom Brady, though, has a, a, a good young quarterback that or someone with potential. Balance. It's all about balance. Yeah, another thing to think about, too, is uh, if the player is injury-prone or if they have some off-field issues, potentially. Yeah. Injuries like Sammy Watkins, Tyler Eifert, can they stay on the field? Depends on how uh, when you're going to invest in, in these players. What about like Josh Gordon, Joe Mixon, Martavius Bryant, out of Delta and stuff? Bryant. It's Right. Do you draft these guys? Do you avoid them? Can you can you pick them up later in the draft as a steal? Some of I mean, them I wouldn't. Some of them are I, I I consider untouchable. I will not put a I will not touch them. And unfortunately, Sammy Watkins is one of them. It's a shame. Just, it really is because he's such a he's such a great talent, Ugh. and he has the ability to be a top twelve wide receiver in this league. But I can't risk with his injury proneness. I, I can't love, risk. I love Sammy. Loved watching him play with DeAndre Clemson. Yep, and but in Dynasty, he's going in that third plus round sometimes, and I'm just not willing to invest a third round pick in someone like him. I can't. Agreed. 
I have a question, though, for both of you now, actually. Would you be willing to invest a fifth, sixth-round pick in somebody like Tyler Eifert in Dynasty, who's going to get a lot, ton of touchdowns? I would, do, I, would, I would pick Tyler Eifert because of what we've seen from him. He has a lot, of, a lot of potential. I mean, I think he was the number one tight. He was number one, number two tight end. Yeah, and then, he got, and then he got hurt, of course. Right. Um, Sammy Watkins, I drafted him as my number two wide receiver last year. Yeah, not making that mistake again. Uh, Tyler Eifert, I definitely would. Sammy Watkins, I probably would stay away from. But I like, I, I like Eifert just for the simple fact of what, what, he, what he's shown us. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, and there's plenty of guys who have been injury prone over the years that we're willing to take a second chance on. But when it, in a redraft, it's all over. You know, when the season's over, your team loses. It's it's over. Next year's a whole new start. True. But with Dynasty, you draft a guy who's injury prone, who gets suspended all the time, who isn't playing well. You're stuck with that player for basically forever, unless you trade them for a bag of peanuts. Exactly, unless you trade them, get something. So that's why Dynasty is so important in this way. Is that you have to you have to make an investment in these players that you hope pay off. And it's no coming back from it unless you're willing to bite the bullet and trade them or cut them. Yeah, one quick thing to add in regards to Sammy Watkins, too. Um, it's, a, it's a friend of mine that, that this trade happened to. Actually, I think some of these players, too, you can target in trades when somebody else... <laughs> no, this is my situation, obviously. <laughs> you can target these guys like Sammy Watkins when somebody else is just trying to get rid of them, and that it can be a throw-in on a trade. I think you need to scour other teams' rosters. Yep. If they have players that are injury-prone, like Sammy Watkins, Tyler Eifert, that you believe in, if you can get them for next to nothing, exactly. I mean, I... I like going for players like that that have that could potentially have a bounce back season, right? We live in a world of second chances. If this right. guy had this foot injury for two years, the third year it might be his year, and you got right. him for Teams nothing, right? It's all about value, exactly. acquiring exactly. value. They threw in the towel on them. You might as well pick it up. Agreed. That dirty towel, put it in the wash first, and it cleans. Yeah. Right onto the shelf. I'm ready to use it. That's a great analogy. Thank you for that. Starting lineup. Starting lineup. <laughs> <laughs> that clean rack is my starting lineup with Sammy Watkins. This year, the thing is, I don't know if I need him. Like that was actually a part That's of the trade that happened to me. I got him in a trade that I didn't necessarily need him. The kid was trying to dump him. I'm like, I don't really want sure. this other guy. I'm gonna trade. I got him. Now, now I'm rooting for him. Exactly. You might as well. You no, know, in a player like that, it's like it's like guys who start off slow. It's people who start off slow during the season, and people and and their owners are ready to give up on them. You know what? That's when I swoop in. It's it's like I'm ready to just pounce on it. You're willing to give him to me for nothing, and I'm willing to take him, even if he stinks for the first few games. After that, he might he might be worthwhile. We will be posting our rankings as mentioned earlier in the call, so be on the lookout for that. Any questions or comments you have, um, please shoot us an email. You can do that directly on our website. Our website again is thefantasyfam.com. We really appreciate you tuning in to be a part of our fantasy fam today. It's the fantasy fam signing off. <laughs>